Blog Talk Radio. Well, welcome. Welcome to the merry month of June. Uh, that would be the merry month of May, but we're merry in June, and it's Pride Month. And this is a special year for LGBT Pride, LGBTQ Pride. This is the 50th anniversary of the beginning of the LGBT revolution, which has changed so many people's lives and, and changed the world. But boy, we have mountains to climb. And we'll be talking about that, the 50th anniversary of Pride, under, of all people, Donald Trump. Um, we'll be talking about uh, the homeless shelters, a uh, uh, ban on trans youth. Um, and this week in Trump, Mueller, impeachment, the report, William Barr. Oh, well, let's try to be hopeful. So hang on. And um, this is A Thousand Moms Talk. I'm Dave Baylog. I am the information officer for A Thousand Moms, building community support for LGBTQ youth in foster and adoptive care. And joining me, as per usual, as always, is Dr. Ray Working. Greetings, Ray. Ray? Afternoon. Okay. Okay. You're breaking up a little bit. Are you upstate? Are you up in the mountains? Uh, I am up in the mountains, actually. Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, it gets a little spotty. Um, uh, what, uh, but anyway, let's... Okay. Well, let's go. And Ray is uh, 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 the host of the long-running LGBTQ Sunday morning show, Homo Radio, executive producer. And uh, Ray, you've been at it for 20, 20 years now, 20 plus years. Uh, th- no, well, 13 for me. The show started in 1992. Oh, okay. All right. And, um, and Ray, folks can hear you Sunday mornings on terrestrial radio, uh, 91.5 <laughs> in the capital region. And then if they, they get cybered up, which everybody is, um, uh, they can hear you on, let's go, uh, WRPI.org, iTunes. Um, uh, can, you, can you run TV, out the list? Yeah. Apple TV, um, Channel 2 on campus for the regional people. The broadest scope is the Quest of Life Radio, which is our syndicator, and they actually run the show on and off uh, three the three most recent episodes. They rotate over the five-day period. So, uh, and you can Google Quest of Life Radio and uh, find it very easily. Okay, so listen, this is uh, a monumental month for the LGBT community. Uh, Fifty years after Stonewall, and I, I was thinking about it a little, Ray. And you know, it's not like there wasn't LGBTQ life or LGBTQ people until 1969. Um, there were many. I mean. The history is, of course, a lot of it is lost due to homophobia. Uh, There were organizations such as the 
uh, Mattachine Society, the Daughters of Belatus, I believe I have that. And, uh, you know, I had a friend who said once, oh, we invented it. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's not true. It's not true. But 50 years ago in, uh, in June, a, a drag queen um, picked up a bottle and, and after a raid at the Stonewall Inn, one of many, many raids conducted at the time, and she just said, enough. And it sparked several days of riots and um, changed changed the world. I mean, ever since that day, there's there's been a recognition, a coalescing around LGBTQ rights and the need to address them. And we're battered but bruised and steady and, and on our feet. We've lost. We've taken on a lot of water, lost a lot of uh, our family to to AIDS, to drug abuse, um, and um, as a, an oppressed minority, it's, uh, it's tough. One of the toughest um, minorities uh, still working for acceptance in our society. So, Ray, what do you remember of the summer of '69? You're 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 our cultural icon, Maven. Um, the summer of 69 was uh, uh, the moon landing, I remember. Um, what else I remember was going that well. I was, I was just short of 21, so I wasn't even of age yet. And uh, I remember going to a, a, a French course that I was taking in the summer to fulfill a requirement. And uh, it was six hours of French every five days a week. And I uh, get a very young... Uh, I went to a, a Franciscan college, private Franciscan college, and um, we had a, a lay teacher, and she was she was very young, working on her her PhD, and she, nobody wanted to teach that course in the summer, and she said, "I I can't I can't uh, teach today. It just wouldn't be right." I meant that I'll never forget. She said that damn Richard Nixon's getting all the credit for what John Kennedy did, and she sent us home, and we had a day immediately. Um, can you repeat that, Ray? I, I didn't hear. The, I say um, she uh, she called off the class, the uh, lay teacher that I had in, the, in my summer course, and was uh, right. fuming that Richard Nixon had that conversation, you know, with uh, with the space um, craft, and and was uh, just uh, soaking up all the credit for the space race and. You know, he had very yeah. little to do with it, or nothing to do with it, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that was, um, um, I mean, bringing back memories of JFK. I mean, he was, uh, for all his faults, and they were many, and and some of them, I think, uh, got him killed. Um, uh, but he was... Is revered. I mean, we had hope, um, and hope is a real thing. And as you know, Ray, you're the recipient of the Harvey Milk Community Service Award. Um, Harvey Milk was about hope. He had a famous quote: um, "You got to give him hope." And um, Harvey Milk was, you know, we're going to have a special uh, pride show during this month, but. Uh, Harvey Milk was one of the heroes, one of the first elected openly gay 
politician in the country, and I surmised the world. And um, he uh, he really is a, an icon in the movement, as were the drag queens who who um, you know said enough was enough in 1969 uh, in a Stonewall at the Stonewall Inn, and um, and for people who uh, I, I, Ray, have you ever been to the Stonewall? I did see it, yes, uh, and I saw it when it was in danger of. Of being uh, destroyed. I mean, it, it wasn't a historical um, landmark at that point in time, and I was just heartbroken. The other thought I had was I had enlarged it in my mind, and you being the ultimate New York Renaissance man um, would appreciate this. I mean, I had enlarged it far beyond what it was. And when I saw it, I said, and I, I'm not knocking it, but my first thought was, this is so well in. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's about you know. the size of a Dunkin' Donut. I mean, exactly. It's it's pretty big. humble. <laughs> yeah, and and for a while, you know, it was a bagel shop. I mean, the, the, you know, it was not treated as a as a place of any importance. And um, now it's a national historic landmark, and uh, there'll be many. Uh, it's bringing a lot of visitors to New York in 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 the month of June. Uh, good for tourism but um it was uh, uh you, you, if you walk past it you'd miss it in the blink of an eye it's it's just a little but at those at those times you know it was uh and and this continued yep. afterwards you know it was by the mafia they watered down the drinks they but it was one of the few places gay people could gather um but the police Nevertheless, uh, felt the need to harass and to uh, uh, intimidate. And uh, 50 years later, you know, um, gay police officers will be walking in the parade. And um, so it's a uh, times have changed, but boy, we have uh, we have a doozy of a situation still. And I want to. And get to the uh, next this, this story that just really stopped me this week, Ray. It's uh, this is from USA Today, and I'll, I'll just read a, a section of it because it shows you shows us where we are. This is from USA Today. Homeless shelters could deny transgender people under proposed Trump administration rule. Um, a Trump administration proposal could could allow federally funded homeless shelters to deny services to transgender people, marking what advocates say is another attack on the community. The proposal published Wednesday would roll back Obama-era protections to prevent single-sex shelters from discriminating on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity. Under the Department of Housing and Urban Development rule change, homeless shelter operators could create a policy to consider an individual sex for the purposes of determining accommodations within such shelters and for purposes of determining sex for admission to any facility or portion thereof. Oh my God, you know, <laughs> this, this is, I don't know which story made me sicker this week. The, 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 the Mueller thing, 
there's a report out of, uh, I believe it's the country of Gambia. Don't get me wrong. Uh, don't get mad if I'm, it's, it's, a, it's a country in Africa where the president of the country or the ruler has decided he made a statement that he will slit all the throats of gay people in his country. Um, and, you know, the United States is supposed to be the leader on civil rights and, and um, uh, uh, world equality. And, and, and here we are banning transgender people from homeless shelters. You know, <laughs> when is enough enough? Um, I mean, um, this guy Trump is just, I mean, in words, we're just words. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Any thoughts on that, Ray? Well, I, I, it's funny you mention it because I, I listened to a clip that I, I missed, uh, watched a clip of Kellyanne Conway extolling the president and his two tweets about incredible and unlimited LGBTQ support during this month when he's standing next to to Vice President Pence, whose ultimate goal in the world is to get rid of us. I mean, and that's not an overstatement. There's nobody short of um, Michelle Bachman from Anoka and, and yeah, you know, Hennepin School District in uh, who was linked with him uh, in, you know, he's a poster boy for restorative reparative conversion therapy, pray the gay away. And, and to hear Kelly Conway, I mean, I, I, I couldn't say on the radio the anger that that evoked in me. It, all the arrogance that she could muster up in saying how she's talked privately and publicly to the president, and he's always had such great and deep feelings for, for the LGBTQ plus community, when in reality, the, the first two years of his presidency, he didn't even recognize the day. So, um, or the event. Yeah. So you tell me how, how well, bad the recidivism, yeah. in a sentence, is what scares me. We're headed Roe. I'm Roe v. Such danger at this point. I think only prayer will save it. I really do. And I think, uh, yeah. you know, same sex. Now, you know, I'm not supposed to say same sex. Um, marriage equality is is one step behind it. I mean, that that's my feeling. Yeah, well, <clears throat> as as several of the activists, many activists I met over my years of, um, you know, walking the streets and protesting in New York City and and um, um, enduring, the, you know, helping helping people die with dignity during AIDS and and uh, you know I wasn't uh, doing a fraction of what some people were doing, but they all said listen, we're in this together and women's rights are gay rights and gay rights are women's rights. And and what happens in Roe v. Wade is, is very important for the LGBT community. And um, I mean, that's a whole other show at this point, but uh, um, I, I think there's, um, uh, I heard one of the presidential candidates, and I won't name her, uh, that narrows it down right there. But she said, I like identity politics. That's what it's all about. And my reaction is no, no, we're going to go in our silos and we're going to, we're going to um, uh, hide behind our identities. We should be working together because we all have mutual interests. We, we, you know, 
Trump is building a wall, but he's also building walls between us with all this stuff he's doing. And um, and Ray, before um, we go to our our music break, which I'm very um, uh, well, why don't we why don't we do this? I I, I want to tease the idea. when we come back. I want to talk about impeachment, the Mueller report, the week that was, and the the where we are with that. Which which matters so much, um, but we have a new feature on our show. I'm very um, interested in it. I, I um, it's called our Lost and Found Music Corner. And um, right today, I want to just this is a song that um, from the Beach Boys, and it's 1968. So put yourself in that. That mindset, 1968, just before uh, the, our year under discussion, 1969, um, and my connections. Well, let let me just, if for folks who don't know the Beach Boys, um, they're one. This is from uh, uh, Wikipedia. Uh, the Beach Boys are one of the most critically acclaimed, commercially successful, influential bands of all time. Um, they rivaled the Beatles um, between the six, and they survived the British. They predated and survived the British invasion, which was very few American groups did. Um, they were California-based, of course, and um, uh, their their main, their greatest album was uh, called Pet Sounds, and even the Beatles uh, said it was far better than anything they had ever created. Um, and it include, included songs such as In My Room um, and uh, uh, Surf and Safari. And it's just, um, it was called an album that changed um, popular music. And um, Good Vibrations was on there. So, Ray, this was, this, was, this was me growing up. I had to listen to the music. I liked it. But I had to change the pronouns, and um, <laughs> it was very frustrating. It was part of part, part of coping with this this world that I, I you know, I, I how we survive it is amazing. Um, but I, I did have a thing for California, uh, the California look. And uh, I mean, my my father had friends from California that came in. The sons and the whole family came in for the New York World's Fair. We met, and I, uh, I mean, they grow them tall and athletic in California. Maybe it's the sunshine. Um, and I just had major crushes at age seven on on these uh, teenage sons of my father's friends, and uh, they were like California redwoods. But anyway, my connection to the song, I, I was in. California. I was in Oakland, all things, in San Francisco, um, trying to get over my second broken relationship, and I took myself to a baseball game, which is therapy for me, and um, I uh, uh, the, the game ended, and I just wanted to sit quietly, and they had a fantastic speaker system. It was just one of the best ever that I had heard and they started blasting this song and I just calmed down. <laughs> and 
So let me play it. This is Let's Do It Again by the Beach Boys, and uh, we'll come back on the other side from 1968, the Beach Boys. A little technical thing. Here we go. Bring back, does it jog any memories for you? It sounds as good now as it did 53 years ago, I ought to tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is uh, amazing stuff. And, you know, I, I there's a lot of reasons to be cynical about the toys and the, the hetero uh, mania that they represented, but they did make good music. And uh, there was a disc jockey in New York. <laughs> Uh, Dan Ingram, I think it was yeah Dan Ingram who who called them often and always Bleach Boys and uh, kind of made had fun of them. But uh, so that's um, our musical look. And Ray, uh, as promised in the in the seven or eight minutes we have left, I want to talk about oh my God. Speaking of 1969, Richard Nixon. Uh, an impeachment that happened a few years later, but began, you know, with, with his with his rise that year to the presidency. Um, this week we had, in no order, um, Mueller making a stealth su- surprise appearance. Robert Mueller, 
after two years, basically, in my mind, said, fuck you to the American people and, and gave us eight of, eight of his precious minutes and then said, read the damn report. I'm not going to testify. Um, that's my take on it. What, what do you feel, Ray? Yeah, I, I think he's dated. I mean, he's, I believe, 74 years old. Or a veteran has the shrapnel in his body. I mean, but this man actually believes that people are going to read this 400-page report. And I know from yeah. talking to people, and I'm one of a half a dozen people, I think, in the country, you're probably one of them who have read the report. Uh, they need uh, I've just, I've just read parts of it. Yeah, I've just read parts but, of it. It's hard. It's, it's, they, you know, they, they, they tried to take the legalese out of it, but, you know, come on. Was, this is America in, in Trump land, in Trump world in 2019, and who has time to drop everything and read a 430-something page report with footnotes? You know, this is just. I I I gotta say, I, I I he was supposed to come in and be the the I don't want to say the savior, but clear everything up. And um, you know, he just he didn't clear anything up in my mind. And um, and now he he's basically saying, I'm not going to testify. You have a duty. <laughs> Especially when people like William Barr, Trump's Roy Cohn, his 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 pony, uh, attorney general is is creating mayhem out there by saying he's going to counter. This is a Roy Cohn tactic, by the way. Counter sue. You know, if you get sued, you just sue the pants off anybody else. And so William Barr. And I heard it, he did a very, very uh, dangerous interview. It's 60 minutes. It's going to be on this weekend. Uh, he's basically threatening um, a countersuit. He's going to do a counter investigation. It's already started. And uh, this guy is, is I don't know, I, like McCarthy or, I mean, he, he he was asked, well, aren't you afraid of your reputation? No, everybody dies. I don't care about my reputation. Whoa. <laughs> That's like our friend yeah. Roy Cohn, one of the dark, uh, one of the lowlights of LGBT history, who, um, you know, was a gay man and, and, and uh, the world's greatest son of a bitch. And um, um, I, I, I don't know. I'm speechless. I, I um I and it's up to Nancy Pelosi. What do you think of Nancy Pelosi? I mean she she just is sort of she got she got railed by uh Jimmy Kimmel of all people the other night. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're not doing anything. And she goes on, Well, we're passing all these achievements and these, you know, consumer protections and we're protecting Obamacare. Yes, yes. You can do that and have a damn investigation too, you know. Uh, what are your thoughts, sir? I like Nancy Pelosi, but I think she's terribly misguided here. I understand where she's coming from. I get it. But we cannot stand idly by while our Constitution is ripped to shreds. We just can't do it. No. 
And I know what they're thinking. I really do, that Trump is going to use my victim and uh, rouse his, his, his maniacal, fanatical base. But, um, you know, he's going to do it anyway. Yeah, he might as well try to save the well, that's it. <laughs> yeah, he's going to, um, and God bless the Democrats. I, 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 you know, I'm pulling for Mayor Pete, but uh, the knives are out to get him. Um, and um, it's going to be tough to, to get this guy out. It's just going to be tough. And chillingly, and I really, really believe this, he is not going to go easily. Even if he loses, he is going to, he is going to, because he, if, if and when they get him out, uh, he, he, he's got indictments. He's got prison time <laughs> that, that he might be serving. He's only protected while he's in it. So um, he's screwed. We're screwed. You're screwed. I'm screwed. My dog is screwed. And he hasn't been around for 20 years. Anyway, we, we, we're running uh, sh short on our abbreviated show, which I apologize for. I clicked the wrong button. I clicked the wrong button. I'm nervous and grumpy, and it's because of Trump. But anyway, um, so thanks for uh, thanks for the memories. And <laughs> no, that's that's Bob. <laughs> but thank you everybody for listening, and we'll go out with the Beach Boys and. We really appreciate your listening and visit us at www.1000moms.org. And uh, we need your support. Thank you. Bye-bye, Ray. Bye.